This morning, <clears throat> we're going to talk about things that things that we that we owe our mother for. Things that we're blessed as a result of what our mothers have done for us. And and I'll, I'll just tell you this: I don't care what you think your mother did for you or didn't. You'd be sitting in here today if it wasn't for her. Amen. And what she went through to deliver you is enough, really, if they didn't do anything else, that, that they deserve credit for. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> and uh, so today, I need, that, I need that microphone from you. Yes, thank you. <clears throat> um, today, I want to just give you three reasons that I owe my mother things that she taught me. Um, the first thing that she taught me was prayer. And this was her quote. You better pray that that red popsicle comes out of the carpet. <clears throat> it's really helped me through the years <clears throat> in knowing how to pray. Second thing she taught me was <clears throat> stamina and persistence. You will sit there until all your vegetables are gone. You will sit there. Amen? And, I, and I've learned, I've needed that through the years. Third thing that she taught me was anticipation <clears throat> and expectation. You just wait till we get home. <clears throat> Amen? Anticipation and expectation. So, <clears throat> you know, in Scripture, and what we're going to look at today is, we're, we're, we're going to, start with and, and focus on um, Jesus' mother and the amazing blessing. And I don't know that my mother ever quoted any of those things or not, but she was a great blessing to me. She's gone on and I miss her every day, but she was a great woman and did great things for me. <clears throat> I'll just say this about my mom. Um, the Bible says the kindness of God leads a man to repentance, and my mother was the kindest person I ever met in my life, and the kindness in her life got on me, and, and it's enabled me to be blessed in my life in leading I don't know how many people through the years to the Lord, because when kindness exudes from your life and other people pick up on that, it draws them to God. And, and my mom was that great example in my life, and I'm so grateful and thankful. Give my mom a hand for that. Amen. <laughs> kindness, kindness, kindness. But <clears throat> I'm going to read some passage today, but I want to I look at one passage, and uh, I'm going to do something that I hope works. <clears throat> it was kind of a last-second thought. Rebecca's back there going, oh my gosh, what's he going to do? <clears throat> what does he want that microphone for? <clears throat> um, but I, I, I'm going to bring this point out, and then I'm going to tell you a little story about this song. And, uh, and then we're going we're gonna to back up. But in Luke 1... And verse 37, in the, in the, in the New Living Bible, or, or I mean the NIV, it says, No word from God will ever fail. 
And Mary, Jesus' mother, said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Look at the next three words. Well, they're not up there. I'll, I'll read them to you. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. myself in times of trouble mother mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom let it be and in my hour of darkness she is standing right in front of me speaking words of wisdom let it be When all the broken-hearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer, let it be. For though they may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see, there will be an answer, let it be. Come on, everybody. Amen. So, I don't know if you're a Beatles fan or not, but sorry, but I was. Um, Paul McCartney wrote that song. Had to be 68 or 69 he wrote that song. And uh, the, the, the Beatles broke up in the first few months of 1970. And technically, the Let It Be album was the last album. Now, people argue with you about that and say it's not so. But, but they broke up and probably, I don't know, maybe a month or two or three or four months after they broke up, this album came out, Let It Be. And uh, <clears throat> when Paul McCartney was 14, his mother died, and his mother's name was Mary. And uh, he, um, he said as he grew older, something happened to him. He, he forgot. He said he, he, he struggled remembering what his mom looked like. And... You know, the Beatles, those guys, they were, <laughs> they lived some trashed out lives. They had no revelation of God, and, and, but yet they had talent and they were creative. They had amazing, you know, understanding of how to put words to music. I mean, just amazing. But most of it was when they were on drugs and wiped out and the whole deal, you know. Um, but in 1968, somewhere in there, he, uh, he was going through a difficult time. He, 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 I've heard him give testimony about it. He said that he could feel that the group was breaking up. Things were just not working right. And he had a dream one night. 
And in that dream, he saw his mother's face more clear than he had ever seen. And she said in the dream, let it be. Just let all the turmoil be. Everything's going to be fine. Everything will be fine. Everything will work itself out. It was a year or two later that he met his first wife, Linda, that they were married until she passed away. And she was a real anchor in his life and in, for his soul. But um, he wrote that song to his mother in honor of his mother. But what he didn't realize was that song was prophetic. That song came out of Luke 138, and he didn't even know it. She said, I don't understand it, but according to the word of God, let it be. Amen? Amen? Let it be. His mom, prophesying to him probably in a dream, helping him to remember what she looked like. And he took the dream and he, and, he, and he drew his mother's face. And he has a picture of his mother and it's, he's never forgot it. And if you ever listen to the man, I, I honestly believe in the last few years of his life that he's gotten born again. And if you ever listen to the man, he's just calm. Nothing gets him. And he said it happened that night in 1968 when he dreamt about his mother and the peace that it brought to his life. There was a peace that passed his whole understanding. And whether he realized any of those kind of things, probably he didn't, came from God. I'm telling you today, when Mary said, let it be, it started the process for your and my deliverance, for us to be set free. People can say, well, you know, if it wasn't Mary, it was somebody else. Well, but it was Mary. Mary did make the choice. She made the choice to believe the angel instead of doubt it because of all of the reasons why she should. She had never been with a man. She was probably 16 years old. Why and how could she ever become impregnated? But he said this is the way it would work, and it worked that way, and the rest is history. And the blessing of the Lord has come on mankind as a result of Mother Mary. Amen? You know, one of the things I've noticed through the years is that the Protestant church has gotten real attitude towards the Catholics because of their focus on Mary. And... Uh, You know, I, I've, I've thought through the years, I, you know, I, I would just, when I first heard people talking about that, oh, well, they just, they just worship Mary and they have no revelation of God, and that's what people would say. But the longer, you know, I have a lot of friends that are, are Catholics. I have a number of friends that are Catholics, and when I've talked to them, they, they, they don't talk about worshiping her, they just honor her. And, um, and may, maybe some do, I don't know, whatever. But uh, the more I've talked to people that have a real good understanding of Mary and, and they really like her, the, the better my revelation got. And uh, I'm going to share just two things with you today that you may have never heard before, but 
I believe that Mary was instrumental in releasing the ministry of Jesus in the earth. And, I mean, you talk about a woman of faith. You talk about a 16-year-old girl, never been with a man, and an angel comes to her and says, you're going to be impregnated, and it's going to be by the Spirit of God. And, and I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you just think, you, you, go, you, you go to sleep, and, and all of a sudden you have a dream or a vision comes to you, and the angel's talking to you and telling you something like that that is not just kind of impossible, it's impossible, impossible on steroids, right? I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like horribly impossible. There's absolutely no way. And, and she listens to him, and she says, okay, now you realize, angel, that I've never been with a man, uh, and, and in the natural, all kinds of things could happen. And they said, yeah, but this. And she said, what? So be it, Right? so be it. Let it be according to the Word of God. And no word from God will ever fail. You think of how impossible that is? Just think about things that are impossible in your life today. Just think as a mother, at times when you have difficulties or struggles or you struggle with things with your children. And you know, once a mother, always a mother. I don't care if your children are like this big or this big or they're this big and they're taller than you, and they're, you know, and it seems like at times they're older than you are. Um, you know what I mean. Um, it doesn't matter, you're always a mother. And you can always believe God for your children. And in the scripture, that's what we see that Mary did. She constantly believed for the good. There were things that happened in scripture. And, and I, w- I want to read, I, w- I want to read a couple of passages in, in Luke um, in Luke 3, in verse 39, after Jesus was born, they did all kinds of things. There were different prophecies that were given uh, on behalf of them. Uh, the prophecies about Jesus and the fact that he was born. And, and there, was a, there was a prophet named Simeon that said, God told him, you, you would not pass until you see the living Christ, and he did. And So they did certain things with him as, as a young man. And in verse 39 of Luke 3, I mean Luke 2, I'm sorry. Luke 2 and verse 39. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. And the child, Jesus, grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And I'm just going to say today, because he had a good mama. He had a really good moment. His parents went to Jerusalem, verse 41, every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. And when they had finished the days as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said, remember it's not his dad but his mom, Son, 
Why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Did she not understand when the angel first came to her and said, You're going to have a son? Now, now hold, hold your place right there and look at chapter 1 and verse 29. And when, this is Mary, when she, had saw, when she saw him, the angel, she was troubled at his saying and considered what matter of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You have found favor with God. Listen to me. <clears throat> the people that appear to worship Mary are honoring Mary because of what the Bible says. If the Bible says that Mary is blessed and honored above women, then that's what she was. Why? Because she believed the Word of God. You know what I'm going to tell you as mothers today? If you believe the Word of God then you're highly favored. If you'll believe the word and not what you see, you're highly favored. If you'll not be moved by natural circumstances that you see, you may have a child, they, they may grow to a certain place and they stray for a while or this thing happens or that. Hey, that's all common to man. But if you'll trust the word of God, you'll be highly favored and great things will happen in your life and in your children's lives. Can you say amen to that? No, no, notice, she said... Or he said, and, and he will be great. That's another thing that you can believe for your children, that they'll be great. See, because we've been talking about around here for, for, for this whole year, that God had a plan for you and for your children and your future children and future people before the foundation of the world. Not at the foundation, but before the foundation. And before the foundation of the world, God had a plan for every human being, and it was to be great. Amen? So why would Jesus, as our elder brother and the one that has led us into liberty and freedom, why would he be anything other than great? Amen? But the angel's telling his mom before he's even conceived that this is what's going to happen. See, because it was already planned before the foundation of the world that humanity was going to need him. And he was going to have a good mother, and the angel was going to tell his mother that that boy is going to be great. Now watch. We'll get back to the other chapter in just a second. He will be great, and we will call him the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his... No, wait, wait, verse 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. Say it again, Jesus. Jesus. Say it with some, some depth. Jesus. Jesus. Come on, everybody say Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, 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 the name above every name, Jesus. Amen? You'll call his name Jesus, and he will be great, and be called the son of the highest, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and on, and on, and on. Verse 37, 
For no word from God will ever fail. The, 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 New, Ameri- or the uh, New King James says, For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, let it be according to your word as the angel departed. Amen? So back to verse 50 of Luke 2. And notice... Again, Mary, it, it is spoken here that Mary didn't understand the statement which he spoke to them, I was about my father's business. She didn't quite understand the statement. But look at verse 51. Then he went down with them, and he came to Nazareth, and he was subject to them. He was submitted. He was 12 years old, but he did what his mother and his father said. Now watch this. Didn't say anything about his father, didn't say anything about Joseph, but it said this about the mother. But his mother, okay, verse 50 says, she didn't understand the statement, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. Amen? As a mother today, what are you to keep in your heart? Number one, your children were created to be great. I'm going to say it again. Your children were created to be great. Mary kept that in her heart. She didn't understand some of the statements. She didn't understand what was going on. She didn't understand how the heck that he was 12 years old and that he had come into the earth. She didn't understand that either, but she believed it. I'm telling you today, and I'm speaking to mothers, I'm speaking to everybody, but I'm speaking specifically to mothers. When there are things going on in the natural that your natural mind can't figure out, you don't know what to do, you seem, it seems hopeless, Jesus made a choice. Not only did Mary make the choice, in the garden, we've talked about all year long, that Jesus made the choice. He came into the garden, he went to pray to the Father, he said, Father, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from it, but not my will but yours be done. Jesus' will and the Father's will were not the same in the garden. He had to choose to do it God's way. There's going to be times when you face situations, and, and as I'm speaking maybe to mothers with younger children, there'll be times in the future, and, I, and I, my wife and I can testify as, as we have older daughters that there are times when it seems like all hell's breaking loose. It seems like, man, there are your kids thinking at certain ages can go in a lot of different directions. It seems like they're not making the right choices. But when push comes to shove, you're going to choose to believe the Word of God. And, and when you believe the Word of God, the greatness that your, cre- your children were created to be and to walk in and to live in will manifest and come to pass. Amen? And you know what, that, you know what, that, you know what it calls you? M- my wife, my wife is highly favored above any other women that I know. Don't take that personally. See, I can't say that, husbands, about your wives. You can. But I can say it about my wife because it's been proven. I've watched her. She's highly favored above any woman that I know. Well, she can be that because Mother Mary was that. Okay? See, Mother Mary played a part in this whole thing. If, if Mary had not 
written the first Beatles album? Let it be. Huh? Paul McCartney did not write Let It Be. He just thinks he did. Mother Mary wrote Let It Be. And if she hadn't wrote Let It Be, then my wife couldn't have said Let It Be. And if she hadn't been able to say it, you can't say it. You, but, but because she did, and because Jesus chose what he chose, you and I can live in a world that is beyond the natural. And no matter what other people say about your children, mothers, or your husbands, or anybody else around you, you keep faithful and stay true to what God says is so. And when you stay true to what God says is so, you'll have everything that you say. Because if that's not true and that won't happen, then God's a liar. I'm telling you, God's not a liar. He can't lie. God, God doesn't, isn't in a position where he, he could lie, but he chooses not to. God can't lie. And if he said it, then it's true. Amen? Mary was highly favored and blessed above all women in that day. But she led the way for all women. To be blessed the same exact way. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. She didn't die for your sins. She's not the savior of the world, but she's a heck of an example for mothers all over the planet. And those who aren't mothers yet, she is the example to follow after. Everybody say this after me. Let it be. Now everybody say it together. Let it be. Huh? Let it be. Let it be. Amen? Let it be. Now watch this. Because of his good mother, because she pondered these things and hid these things in her heart, look at verse 52. This is what you can believe for your children. And Jesus, Mary's son, sometimes you read Jesus, you think of the one that died on the cross. No, he's 12 years old. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Why? Because of his mother. Poor old Joseph. He didn't get no credit for nothing. <laughs> but because of Jesus' mother. So, as a mother, what can you say over your children? So, you can say, <clears throat> Ace and Stephanie, increase in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Amen. Right? Because you believe the Word of God. Amen. See, along, all, all through here, you put your children's names in there, and you can say that your children are all those things because you believe the Word. So why would you ever do anything but believe that what God says is true and you let those words ring in your ears? Let it be. Let it be according to the Word of God. I don't care what he looks like he's doing or she looks like she's doing. I don't care what it appears that's happening right here. I have a promise in the Word and it will come to pass. I don't care what it looks like. All hell will break loose, and the devil will work overtime 
to you mothers to convince you that God is not big enough and strong enough to make sure that it will all come true. But I'm telling you, He already is. Just take a deep breath. Everybody deep, take two deep breaths. One more. Good cleansing breath. Now just let it be. Just let it be. Oh, pastor, it's just not that easy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. It's not that simple, but it's easy. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, figure it out. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man because he had a good mother. <laughs> I really believe that's true. And I, I know, you know what? I, I'm, I'm as good a father as I know to be. And I'm getting better every day. And I'll always be a father, right? One of these days I'll be a grandfather. <laughs> One of these days I'll be a grandfather. <clears throat> but I'm as good a father as I know to be. And I'll get better every day. I, I'm not saying I've topped out. But my children are blessed because of their mother. They have a really good mother that's highly favored and blessed above all women that I know. And I'm saying that as her husband. I'm not saying that other women are blessed or any of that. I'm saying she's blessed above all women I know because of her heart. You remember the angel said this about Mary before anything. She was 16 years old before anything. So what was being spoken is what God saw. You notice God doesn't look at what you do in the natural. He looks at your heart. Because your heart is the indicator of what will naturally come out in, 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 in the realm that we see. See, So God's looking at the heart. And the reason I can say that about my wife is because I know her heart. She's highly blessed and favored above all women. Same way. See, see so, so when I'm saying that, See, you, you, can't, you can't say that when you talk about Jesus. See, nobody is him. But you can talk about that when you talk about Mary. She's highly favored and blessed above all women. She was in that day. And, and today, people still honor her. I'm honoring her today in what we're talking about in Scripture, okay? But Mary's no different than every other woman sitting here today. She was created in the same image. She's not from the deity of God. See, she didn't come directly from the sperm of the Father like Jesus did. See, so she's no different than any of us. Other than the fact she was a woman of faith, she did what God said, and no other woman was evidently willing to do it because that's who God chose. Amen? And she's highly favored to this day. I, you, you want me to speak negative about Mary? Ain't going to happen. Woman is blessed. When I get to heaven, I want to shake her hand, kiss her right on the lips, and give her a huge hug. <clears throat> Amen? I mean, because of what she did and the part that she played, and you're really going to see it in this next passage. John chapter 3. And ver I mean, John chapter 2. I'll get this right. John 2 and verse 
On the third day, there was a wedding in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Didn't say anything about his father. And, and good possibility that he had already passed on because he was way older. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, when Mary and Joseph married, I think Joseph was in his late 40s. She was 16 and he was in his late 40s. So he, he possibly was, we don't have, I mean, uh, church history is, is kind of uh, divided on, on what's happened there. But here is his mother. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. This was a real wedding. This is really happening. And when they ran out of wine, watch this, the mother of Jesus said to him, how old is he? How old is he? 30 years old and his mom's still telling him what to do? You got that right. Come on. I got one amen out of the, out of the deal here. <laughs> and, and his mom's still telling him what to do? Well, if, if, you're, if you're 30 years old and you're about to drive your car over a cliff and your mom sees that you're going to do it and you're not seeing it, and she sees she could say something that would help you out, you think she should say something? Well, I can't say anything, he's 30. I can't say anything, she's 30. I mean, I, I, mean, I get all the Budinsky stuff and the, you know, the control stuff, and you get married, and you've you got to separate things and all, all, all that kind of stuff. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But wisdom comes in people's lives that have been faithful and the longer that they live. Now, just the fact that you live longer doesn't mean you have wisdom but if you'd done something with what you'd had. Amen? So here, Mary is telling Jesus what to do. And Jesus is kind of like, woman, what the heck? What, what, what's this? What are you telling me what to do? Watch. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Jesus said he never did anything but what it was the will of the Father. Now, I'm not going to get into what all I think about this passage right here. But right here, his mother played a part in the releasing of his earthly ministry. Think of this. He said, woman, it's not my time for miracles yet, in other words. The, the release hadn't come. Notice. So the servants are saying, okay, so, I mean, can you see the servants? They're going, okay, we're, we're out of wine. Uh, do we go down to the liquor store and buy some? I mean, do we, what, what, what are we doing? And his mother said this. Mother Mary said this. Whatever that he tells you to do, do it. I believe in that moment, his earthly ministry was released. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. See, he just said, wait, it's not my time. And then what does he do? He turns water into wine, 
And they fill it up. And, and not only did he fill it up with wine, but the best wine. Hmm? This aged 50-year wine that nobody, you know, people pay thousands and thousands of dollars for per bottle, and they've got bucket loads of it. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. You know what, mothers? You know what your calling in life is? Is to teach and train and raise your kids up and then speak into their lives when it's time, no matter what age they are, in directing them towards doing every single thing that Jesus said. Well, Mom, but I, you know, I don't want to do it like this. Well, what does Jesus say? Well, who cares what Jesus said? No, we're going to figure out what Jesus would do in this situation, and then you're going to go do that as they're smaller, as they grow older, and they come to you and they say, you know what? Mom, I tried this, but this didn't work, and, and, and I, I went in this direction, and, th and now what do I do? Well, the Bible says when you've gone your own way and you've run out and you're choosing to make new decisions, repent and move on. Amen. That's what the Bible says. Forgetting what's behind, pressing toward the mark of the high calling that there is in Christ Jesus, whatever He tells you to do, do it. And as a mother, part of your responsibility is to teach your children, which means you have to know how to do it, teach your children how to hear the voice of God. The voice of God is not an audible voice. It's, it's a voice that comes out of the Word of God through study and meditation of the Word, but then the Word in the moment that you need it. Every answer for every issue and situation on planet Earth is in the Word of God. I don't know how, it just is. Not Scripture and verse, okay, Bert, this thing's all messed up, you go do this, and if you do this, this thing will work. No, 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 no. But every answer to every situation that any of us face in the earth is found in the Word. And as mothers, I'm speaking to mothers, I'm speaking to everybody, but I'm speaking to mothers today. Mary gave you the key to the greatness of your children. You teach them and you lead them to do every single thing he said. I heard someone say this, what I'm fixing to tell you that I said, I told someone else. I heard someone say this years ago, so I had it in the back of my mind, so I can't, I wish it was original with me, but it wasn't. Um, but I had a friend on this, on this thing trying to, you know, trying to throw Mary under the bus. And they said, you know, these people that just, you know, believe, they believe what, you know, what Mary said. And I'd heard someone say this before, and I said, you know what? I tell people to do what Mary said too. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, I, the Bible tells me to obey what Mary said. And he goes, you tell people that? I said, yeah. He said, how can you justify it? Took him over to this verse of Scripture. I said, look here. Mary said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. So you got an issue with obeying Mary, and you got an issue with the Word. So I tell people, you do what Mary says when Mary said, whatever he says, do it. Mary didn't say, whatever I said, do it. Mary said, whatever he said, do it. Did you get it? Huh? So it's a win-win. We got, we got no, there's nobody in the Bible that you're going to justify throwing under the bus for something you don't like about it because your mind's built up with religion and you're against this group. And we're not against anybody. 
We're all together. We're moving in the same direction. Let's take everybody together, right? Let's move together in line. And I tell you what, the world, I'm telling you what, the world will give in to all the things that are going on if we'll be in line and we'll just love and the kindness that was in my mom that's, that I believe is in me leads men to repentance. People will repent and, and get over themselves and get over situations and get past stuff in life. And I tell you what, the world is at our taking right now. Huh? And I don't know about you, you all. How many live in this area? Raise your hand if you live in this area. We live in the fastest growing area in America. 150 people a day are moving into the Texas Hill Country. Hmm? Why? Because we're here. <laughs> they found out we're here and they're all moving here because we're here. 150 people a day are moving into the Texas Hill Country. That's Austin, San Antonio. We're included in that in this about 200 mile radius. It is the fastest growing area in the United States of America right now. Every time I drive to San Antonio, Five new buildings have been built. How did that get built in three days? Where'd that come from? Who are those people? Where'd that car lot come from? Bucky's and Bernie, come on! Huh? Let me saw the sign the other day. Are you ready? Yeah! I'm ready, I'm ready. I'll be down there every week. I mean, every other day I'll be at Bucky's. Come on. Bucky's in Bernie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fastest growing area in the United States of America, right here where we live. And when we got the goods, and we got the goods in our life, we got good things to share with other people. Can you say amen to that? So remember this these three verses that we've talked about Ephesians 1 and verse 4. That before the foundation of the world, God had a plan for your life. Ephesians 1 and verse 4. Before the foundation of the world, he called you, right? In John 15 and verse 16, he said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Jesus said this. And I chose you before the foundation of the world to be great in so many words. He said, I chose you to be, I didn't, you didn't choose me, I chose you to be great. I'm telling you today, you were chosen by God, whether you know it or not. I'm telling you today, if you'll get in this word and let it be real to you, you'll see it about yourself. He created you to be great. And all the mothers in the house today, he created you to be great to make sure that your children are great based on what you say and how you treat them. And as you get a grip on that, I don't care if your child is just born or your child is 25 or 50. What you say over them every day will come to pass because no word from God will ever fail. Amen? It'll never fail. And Colossians 3 and 17, whatever you do in word or deed, no matter what you do, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that he is glorified. Whatever we do every day. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for this, that, or the other. Father, I thank you today. As I awaken, yesterday wasn't a good day, maybe. You can say, you know, uh, 
my child was angry with me, this situation happened or that situation, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Today's a new day. Lord, I thank you today. This is a great day. I thank you that you've created my children to be great. I thank you had a plan for their life before the foundation of the world. I thank you for the revelation of the name of Jesus going deep in their hearts. Lord, we honor you and we bless you today. Do not forget that God's plan will never fail if you don't fail. Galatians 6, 9 says, if you don't quit, you'll reap. Today is a reminder of how vitally important it is that your mothers that don't quit and you keep pressing forward and you keep declaring what God says is true and getting that revelation that that word will never, ever, ever fail. Can you say amen?